It is read to us in the book of Romans, chapter 1, beginning from verse 1. We have as a topic, who can serve the Lord? Who can serve the Lord? Service is required of us. Humanly speaking, I know that we all have the desire to be served than to serve others. We are motivated more by the desire to be served, desire, desire to lead, the desire to get honor and to receive praise. But the Lord Jesus Christ calls and us to be servants. All Christians are called to be servants. But we need to know what actually it means to actually be a servant. Sometimes we use servant leader. And, um, but we need to know what actually it means to be a servant. Not like housemaid that after working will receive his or her wages, but servants of Christ. The first thing that we need to consider in truly being a servant is it is to humble oneself and put the good of others before, before self. Humble yourself in order to put the goods of others before self. I think actually we talked about what humility means some weeks ago. Humility connotes humiliation. To be humiliated. To actually be disgraced. Or persecuted. To be brushed on, broken down, pressed together, but not crushed. And in this, we see that this is what Christ has called us to be. When we talk about humility and putting other, others before self, it is contrary to the world's standard. The world will say to us, how come you're carrying the load of others on your head and you're dragging your own on your hand. But that is what the Lord expects us to do. Carry other people's load on your head. Drag your own with your hand. Secondly, being a servant means losing your life in service for God and others. Losing your life In service. Sometimes I see soldiers, you know, in uniform, especially during war, and I say to myself, what actually is going through their mind in risking their lives to save their country? Putting on the uniform, carrying the gun, and saying that we are going to the war front. Do they actually think that they will return in peace? Is a thought of death in their mind. 
But no, they are actually there to defend the nation. We are called to give our lives for the kingdom of God too. We are soldiers of Christ. And the, the enemy that we have is Satan. And we know that indeed he has some weapons that our minds may not be able to perceive, but our own weapons are stronger. If anybody will actually be enlisted in the army of Jesus Christ and will face the war without fear of his life, he will save it. If, if anybody, anybody chickens out, we see that indeed you will lose your life forever. Thirdly, being a servant is the opposite of being proud or arrogant or wanting to elevate self. Here we see some, some of us think that we are too sophisticated or too advanced in status to the point that we don't want to touch anything in the church to make, it, to make things right. How do you feel when the compound is filled of papers all around? How do you feel when you enter a class where you want to, to, to have a meeting and you see the place filthy? What do you do in such a case? I, I believe that the best thing for you to do is do something to tidy it up. Don't wait for any sexting to come and do it. Do it. And the Lord of grace will count it for you as a reward. Now, the attitude of a servant can actually be described in four areas. The attitude we need to have. The first one is, it is a mindset that we acquire. We acquire this from the Lord. He came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. That should be our attitude. We should acquire it. Make it part of us. And know that it has stayed with us because it has become a natural habit. Then again, we need to consider one thing. Our attitude is not for self-glorification. It's not for payment or reward. If you turn with me to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 17, something is there which the Lord God Almighty will want us to note. Luke 17, beginning from verse 7 to verse 10. And the Lord says, And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him, when he has come, he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat. But will, will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and guard yourself to serve me till I have eaten and drunk? And afterward, you will eat and drink. Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? 
I think not. So likewise you, when you have done all these things which are commanded you, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. Children of God, please I beg you in the name of the Lord, when you are serving the Lord, have this attitude in your mind that it is not for consideration of payment. Now, you may say that, Pastor, but you are paid. Yes, we are paid because, you know, we are called to serve in this only. Actually, pastors, if we were to be treated like the priests of um, the Old Testament, we'd be richer than we are. But no, we are content with salary. And that's it. But every child of God serving the Lord in his church is not in any way considering anything as to, oh, they need to praise me. They need to applaud me. They need to recognize me and give me a shield of recognition as the best servant in the church. No, sir. If you serve the Lord and nobody takes notice of you, continue to serve. Who is actually noticing? Jesus Christ himself. If you serve the Lord and nobody is saying thank you, don't be angry about it. Continue to serve the Lord. You will see that indeed, the Lord himself will say to you, come and sit down and eat and drink at the time he has appointed for you. Thirdly, we need to have the attitude of unselfishness. Attitude of unselfishness. And I would like for us to read from the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 8. Philippians 2, 3 to 8. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or concert. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out on, not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Children of God, let nothing be done out of selfishness. And we see that in this, the Lord himself will approve our services. Then again, there should be no preferential treatment for self, but we should prefer others than we do ourselves. That can be found in Romans chapter 12, verse, verse, verse 10. Now, I want to come to this major point of who can serve the Lord. And that's the character that actually should, should be seen in us, the character of a servant. The first one is to serve the Lord you must be a thankful servant. 
a thankful servant. I know that I can actually describe this with work ethics in the, in the secular world. When you finished from school, you were looking for a job. And then you were actually praying that something will open up. Then you heard that there is an opening in a particular uh, place of work. And then you put your letter in, I beg to apply. After begging to apply, you were considered to come for interview. After the interview, you got a letter that, A, you have been taken, you have been appointed to be part of the establishment. You received the letter. What did you do? You started jumping up. Oh, I'm now employed. Wonderful. After you had received all these things, you now knew the package that they would be giving you uh, for your work. What made you jump up in the first place? Is it because you have the opportunity of working? I, I don't think so. It is because of the opportunity of being paid. Salary is the motivation. You are now bringing in the dough. And I see this, that you have not considered so many things, that the assets that actually may follow the job. In the job place, you may be badly abused. In fact, you may have a boss that is so abusive, unappreciative, and altogether hateful. Even after considering all these things, you still say to yourself, hey, I'm going to persevere because man must eat. Children of God, if you can do that at your workplace, how much more must you do for your God who saved you, who actually has given you all things for free, who loves you so much to the point that he gave his only begotten son for your sake. I say to you, children of God, when God calls you, he equips you. And after equipping you, guess what? He has actually given you a wage that you can never work for in life. He has given you a payment that you can never repay in life. Even Life times 10 of it, you cannot finish paying it. And this God has called you to come and serve. He has called you to a place of service and a place of honor without your effort. You cannot be faithful genuinely unless you realize what the Lord has really done for you. A lot of people folding their arms are doing so because they have not really gotten the picture of the love of God that he has lavished upon them. Some of us have caught up with this. We know that indeed we are created for his pleasure. We are created to do his will. 
I see through the scriptures and I see the apostles of old who actually lived with the Lord Jesus Christ and who saw his suffering on the cross and who also witnessed his resurrection and his ascension. After they had suffered for the Lord, greatly for that matter, on things that actually should not warrant beating or threatening, they still went out rejoicing that the Lord has counted them worthy to even suffer shame on his behalf. I say to you, children of God, we need to catch that spirit, to be thankful that God called us to his service. It is important. Secondly, secondly, for every servant or whoever will want to serve the Lord, he must be a prayerful servant. A prayerful servant. There are so many physical and spiritual struggles that we need to endure here on earth. So many. Some people will rise against you. Even the so-called church people. Not to talk about outsiders. We just talked about the Southern Kaduna Christians who were killed, who were actually, in fact, the corpses were lying on the floor outside just because of the faith in Jesus Christ. And thanks be to God because anytime this happened, even in Kaduna, the work of God progresses more. And I see this and I say to myself, even the struggles that we need to, 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 to go through, the Lord God Almighty wants us to depend on him. And he wants us to pray so that we may be emboldened and go and serve the Lord. The thing about it is that the people of, um, the apostles of old went through all these things, but they went to the Lord in prayer in order for the Holy Spirit to fall upon them again. And I say that the victory they won is not by standing strong on their feet, but by humbly kneeling and seeking the face of God. Same thing should be our result. And I want to encourage you, children of God, that Sunday service is important, but Wednesday prayer meeting is equally important. I know that you go to work. I know that you actually have to think about the traffic. I know that you have to think about so many things that you need to put together in order to be able to go to work again on, on, on Thursday. But some of you live around here. Take away the pleasure that you've always enjoyed and come for prayer meeting in order to be strengthened by the Lord himself. Remember that you can do nothing except God allows, allows you. That is actually why Paul could say in uh, the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Remember the words of the wise man in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all 
your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. God wants to do this for us, but we need to seek him in prayer. We, need, we cannot depend on our intelligence. We cannot depend on our knowledge. We cannot depend on anything that actually is ours, acquired by us. When you want to do God's work, you must depend on him. And I pray that you do this all the days of your life. Then you will not burn out. Then you will see that the Lord himself has called you to service and has equipped you. Children of God, you are looking at one man who actually says that he wants to retire this year. I would like for you to look into your bulletin and um, in the food for thought, in the food for thought, it is actually there. Faithful servants never retire. Why is Pastor Lawa retiring? Huh? You can retire from the career, which actually, by the grace of God, I want to do, but you will never retire from serving God. Amen? You can retire. You can be old. One thing I know about old age is this. Huh? God still has need of you. That is why you are still here. That is why you are still here. God is never a wasteful God. He will never waste his days upon you if he has no need of you. If you have finished your work, what will he do? He will call you unto himself. And lastly, because of time, I want to actually uh, put this right. To be a servant of Christ, you must be a giving servant. A giving servant. Children of God, giving may be a spiritual gift. The gift of the Spirit. But every Christian Every Christian is called to be a giver. Every Christian should have it in his or mind that he or she is a giver. We are to give in the same way as Barnabas gave to the church. We are people who are following the pathway of Ananias and Sapphira. A lot of us are not in any way give us. And I want to impress this before you. Please, please. You cannot serve God without giving. I'm not saying about giving your money alone, but that is highly essential. If you can give your life, there is nothing that actually can be by far of more value than your life. But we see that Many of us have not given our lives in totality to the Lord. And therefore, it is very hard for us to put our hands in a pocket and give to God, to the service of God. I'm stressing this because God wants us to know that he expects this from us. I urge you, my fathers and mothers in Christ, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that by the grace of God, in order for you to know the joy of living, to the fullest that is, you have to stop robbing God of that which belongs to him. 
with the caliber of people in this church. The position that God has placed you. I believe that if we are looking for something to do in this church that is going to cost us a billion naira, we should not beg. We shouldn't beg. The Lord God Almighty has placed you in the place that he has placed you for a purpose. But it seems to see that we are not trusting him enough to know that the God Almighty who put you in where you are, in the place you are knows everything about you. Let me tell you one secret. If you want to escape the diseases of the Egyptians, be a giver. Tithe is compulsory. Tithe is compulsory. It's an obligation you have to your God. But we can deceive man and not God. If I am receiving, for instance, 500,000 naira a month, and I know that a lot of people here seated who are members of the body of Christ are receiving by far more than that. 500,000 will require me to give what? A tithe? 50,000. But because you have written a check of 30,000, we say, oh, he or she has tried. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. You have not tried anything. You have robbed God. By the grace of the Almighty God, as I was preparing this message, I said to myself, I need to stress this point for another Sunday. I will dwell on that a little next Sunday. The plagues of the Egyptians are worrying us because we have shut the windows of God's blessings on us by not obeying God in the requirement of giving. Do you know that even the offering that we give is as important as the tithe? A lot of us give offerings that will be rejected and we too will be rejected by God even as God rejected Cain and his offering. Offering is as important as tithe. But tithe is a must. Offering is from your heart. Voluntary. But why give something that is worthless to your God? You see, every offering that you give, whatever you put in this envelope as your offering shows how much you appreciate God and how much you honor him. 
a servant who cannot honor God cannot be very obedient, cannot be thankful servant, cannot in any way be a prayerful servant. Why? Because your conscience will beat you to the point that you will not be able to pray as you ought. Children of God, only glad givers can be faithful workers. Unfaithful givers can easily, easily back out because they have nothing to lose. If you are a contributor to the progress of the work here in Ukoi Baptist Church, I tell you what, instead of you running away and saying that I'm not going to be with those people again, you will want to correct the abnormalities and not in any way push your family down and say, I'm heading for another one. Go to another one. You will see that there is no perfect church. But I pray sincerely from today we'll be counted as servants of Christ truly. And the Lord God Almighty will be happy with us. Are you a servant of Jesus? Are you thankful? Are you prayerful? Are you giving? Let us bow our heads in prayer. I would like to actually, as we bow our heads in prayer, I want you to know that before you can serve the Lord, you must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the beginning of your service. That is the beginning of your service. Accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That is the beginning of your service. Without him, you'll be rendering unreasonable service. Are you here this morning? You know that God has created you for his purpose, for his pleasure. And you want to serve this God and not come to this world aimlessly and leave without any achievement whatsoever unto your God. You want to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior this morning. Can I see you just raise your, raise your hand? Today is the day of salvation. You want to, you want to release yourself to Jesus Christ and say, Lord, I want to be your servant. I want for you to be my Lord and my Savior. I want you to save me from all this wretchedness. I want you to save me from a life without meaning. I want you to be my Lord. I want you. Can you just raise up your hand wherever you are? 
Oh, have you relented in serving God? You have said to yourself, I've served enough. Let others continue. But you are still alive. You know that you have relented. But you want to rededicate your life this morning to say, Lord, help me to be a thankful servant. Help me to be a prayerful servant. Help me to be a giving servant. Please, Lord, I depend on you. Just raise up your hand and we'll pray with you. You want to rededicate your life in one way or another. You know that there's something missing in your life. You know that indeed Satan is actually tormenting you because you're not walking closer with the Lord. You have isolated yourself from him and you want to give your life anew to Jesus to make your ways perfect. To be a member of his body again. Can you just raise up your hand? Wherever you are. As you're raising your hand, they will give you a card. Just fill it. Are you convinced this morning that you have not been faithful, especially in the area of giving? And you want God to have mercy on you. You want God to give you another chance. You want God to erase diseases from your life, fear of death from your life, things that Satan will actually want to torment you with. You want the Lord to erase it, to take you away from it. It starts with the way you actually think about God. You want to give God the first place in your life this morning. Just raise up your hand and we'll pray for you.